Hello, hello, welcome to the podcast. It's me, it's Al. I'm in a very yawny, stretchy... Yeah, I was mid-stretch then when the, when the podcast started. I started it. <laughs> I didn't have to do it then. But why the hell not? It's Sunday morning here. It's the last day of the year. It's uh, the last day of 2017. So I hope it treated you uh, I hope it treated you well and I hope that 2018 is going to treat you much better than 2017. So yeah. I hope you had a nice Christmas. <laughs> did you have did you have caught myself unawares, haven't I? Why did I press the on button mid yawn? What a fool! The man's a fool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I hope you had a nice Christmas. Um, every time I ask someone, um, they always come up with the same answer. You know, quiet. <laughs> I was in the uh, I was in the Aldi the other day, and uh, and the, and the the checkout person said uh, to someone, you know, have a, do you have a nice Christmas? And they said the same. They said, oh, you know, quiet. We had a quiet Christmas. You know, quiet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you've all had a quiet Christmas, I'm sure. And uh, I, I had I had quite a nice day in the end. I went for me run. Uh, remember, I said last week I was going to drive all the way to St Helens, and I was going to do a park run around Victoria Park. Now I had no idea what this would be like, but over two hundred people turned up. Wow, two hundred. Lonely people <laughs> with nobody else to see on a Christmas morning all showed up <laughs> to Victoria Park uh, in various kind of Santa things. There was one uh, guy who was jogging, um, and I don't know how he was doing it. I don't know. Where, I couldn't see any any kind of ghetto blaster, uh, and he was very skimpily dressed as runners sometimes are. Um, but he was playing Christmas music. I had this theory that he had the transistor shoved up his back passage, <laughs> um, blasting out fairy tale in New York. <laughs> but it was very motivational, nonetheless. It was quite nice to run round to Christmas music with two hundred and twenty odd people, and on the way as well to um, on the way to Victoria Park, it started to rain. And it was raining quite heavily, really. I was driving up on this on the St Helens Linkway, and this suddenly it was quite sunny but rainy, and suddenly this beautiful rainbow appeared, um, you know, and not just like a little partial one, but a full-on, massive big arc of a rainbow uh, was in front of me. So that was nice as well, you know. I got the rainbow, I got the run, I got the Christmas music, which was being blasted out of some. Strange Man's Back Passage. It had everything, really. And then I came home, I'd had uh, a, a few presents to open, the friends had left, which was nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a little kip. I'm of an age now where you have a little kip. <laughs> have a little kip on Christmas Day. Oh, look at Grandad <laughs> having his little nap. So I had a, I had a two-hour kip, actually, on Christmas Day. And then uh, I didn't even bother with Christmas dinner. I was going to. I had all the I had all the things in, but um, I just didn't bother. So I, I went to I went to my folks then, 
at um, about six-ish. And I know my mum always puts like a little bit of a buffet on. So that was my Christmas dinner. Um, and I'd saved up because I'm, I'm losing weight, aren't I? I'm, well, I actually am losing weight. I've lost about nine and a half pounds in the last six weeks. And I didn't want Christmas to derail that. Um, so I'd saved up all my calories so I could I could be a pig on this one day. And so it was. <laughs> I got my nose right in that trough. Uh, veggie sausage rolls and uh, uh, assortments of crisps and um, what else was there? There was all the chocolate biscuits. Yeah, um, samosas, onion bargies. I had, a, I had a right old time, I did. And I took the guitar because I haven't been able to kind of have little, little, um, you know, little do's with the guitar, little get the guitar out, have a sing song because of my voice. But my voice is better now. Hey. So uh, I took my guitar on Christmas and uh, we had a little party. We had a little, a little sing song there. Uh, I took my Beatles songbook because uh, uh, my dad only recognises the Beatles in popular music and, to a grudging extent, me. <laughs> so I sang some Beatles songs uh, to, to, to pacify my dad. But we had a nice time. We had a nice time. So I hope you had a nice time as well on uh, Christmas. And then, you know, before you know it, a week later, there's something else going on. There's New Year's Eve. I don't have any plans for New Year's Eve um, I often don't actually It's a funny arbitrary thing New Year's Eve isn't it I'm not a big fan of it really Soddy Who said that the year ends here Rather than another time Okay I know someone's going to tell me It's the rotation of the planet Or something like that But it's arbitrary <laughs> Yes I don't have any plans for New Year's Eve I used to think this was an important uh, thing To try and get sorted New Year's Eve But uh, it's a lot of old rubbish isn't it Load of old rubbish. So, um, what was I going to tell you? Do, 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 do. Well, I, I mentioned the 5K run, which kind of brings me... T- yeah, I did actually do a 5K run. I'm not trained for that yet. In my training, I had gotten up to, you know, to doing a two-mile run, but I did do the full 5K, and I did it in 31 minutes or so. So that's good, because when I'm trained, I'm, I, I do it in about 28. And... Um, so yeah, even though the final kind of the final mile or so was uh, something I'd not done in this training schedule, I still did a decent enough time, I think. But if you want to sponsor me on the real thing, on the tenth of February, I'm doing a five k run for Asylum Link, and uh, put one in the eye of the Daily Mail. <laughs> and uh, if you want to do that, think of it this way: this is your last day. I'm recording this on New Year's Eve, so this is your last possible day that you can do a good deed all year. And so if you want to do a good deed and send it in the direction of refugees and asylum seekers, then here's what you do. You go to parisongs.co.uk forward slash 5k. That's the number five, the letter K. You just type that in, you press enter. And you'll get a little bit of a blurb about what I'm doing and a link to the, um, I think it's a Just Giving page. One of them, anyway. So go there and, uh, and yeah, throw, do your good deed, your final good deed of the day. And I'll just tell you where I'm up to because I'm trying to raise 200 quid. I'm saying it is 200 quid. Um, so, yeah, where am I up to? 
February the 10th, 2018, not far away now. Now, I'm at 85 at the moment, so I'm on 42%, and uh, it is literally only just a few weeks away. So uh, I think it's about six weeks away, so please do go along and donate to that. It'd be cool if we could make it 100%, because that would annoy the Daily Mail and the Daily Express and UKIP and uh, (laughs) this rogues gallery. Um, so yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And uh, I'll see if I can beat my time for you as well. My time of 31 or so minutes. I should do because I'll be more trained then. But I'll also be a little bit older. So you never know. So uh, yeah, last day to do a good deed. What good deed will you do today? That's the question. That's the question. That's the question indeed. Ah, I'm doing something... Um, <laughs> quite appropriately for someone who goes running in a park with strangers on Christmas morning <laughs> instead of opening gifts with family and loved ones. Um, <laughs> I'm actually doing a talk on loneliness on the 31st of January. Now, I attend this thing called Café Psychologique. Café Psychologique, and it's at the Casa on Hope Street, and it happens every month. And basically... Um, it's just a chat, really. Um, there's normally a, a, a topic up for discussion. Someone will start it off with like a, a short five-minute presentation with some things to consider and some questions to ask. And then everyone has a gab. It's nice. So um, I think there's a few of these around the country as well, but our one in Liverpool is at the Casa. And I'm actually um, leading the discussion for the first time. So... I'm going to be talking about loneliness. Now, it's probably pretty appropriate because this time of year can be a lonely one. Um, can't it for many people, me included. And I think uh, I think it'll be an interesting discussion there. So if you want to get in on that, give us a shout. But also, if you want to help me out, what are the kind of things that I should be bringing to people's attention when it comes to loneliness? And what kind of experiences have you had about loneliness, not not especially in terms of the festive period, but there's loads of ways of uh, there's loads of ways that loneliness crops up, isn't there? I think connection is a fundamental human need. So if you've got anything that you think that I should be drawing people's attention to when I do this talk on the thirty first of January, help us out, will you? Get in touch. Get in touch with me. <laughs> so get in touch um, at the Ministry of Silly Voices at Al at parrysongs.co.uk and come along and join in the discussion. I'll, I'll, I'll start off the first half and I'll start off the second half as well. And um, then we have a gab and it's it's nice, lots of nice people there as well who I like spending time with at Cafe Psychologique. So that's coming up. i tell you what's coming up uh, really soon. Next Friday, in fact, there's a Merseyside derby again and this time it's the FA Cup, isn't it? And it's on the BBC. None of this sky nonsense on on the Beeb. That's what you want. Mother of the nation. <laughs> Voice of the nation. It, it isn't, though, is it? It isn't. It, it seems heavily censored, doesn't it? Hey, the BBC. But nonetheless, they won't be censoring this. It's Liverpool versus Everton in the third round of the FA Cup. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, I'm just flagging that up, really, from getting in my own diary. Um What's been happening this week? Loads of knighthoods, isn't there? Um, I didn't get mine. 
I think it must be lost in the post. I've put a <laughs> I've put in an inquiry into Royal Mail saying, Oi, oi, where's my knighthood? Scampered downstairs, I did. Expecting a little notification. Couldn't find it. Check the press. Went onto the BBC website, the Guardian website. No mention of it. So, um, don't know why that is. <laughs> don't know why that is at all. Wouldn't it be great to get a knighthood? Wouldn't it be great to get a knighthood and actually turn up at Buckingham Palace and, like, refuse it to their face? <laughs> Granted, they're holding a sword at the time, so you are at a kind of military disadvantage. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good, though, to, to kind of tell them, oh, yeah, I'm having a knighthood, and then turn up and go, nah, no chance. <laughs> no chance. MBE, no chance. Who wants to be a member of the British Empire? <sighs> So that'd be good, but it hasn't happened yet. Maybe maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll get my chance. I was wondering, do you know when people um, get the name Sir, <laughs> and they've got their knighthood and they've been knighted, do you, do you, think, they, do you think they insist that their partners use it during lovemaking? <laughs> do you think they do? I bet, they, I, I bet you're on the first night. They must do, mustn't they? <laughs> Are you coming to bed, Roger? That's Sir Roger to you. <laughs> Unfortunate, really, that I've in a very Freudian way used used the name Roger <laughs> for that particular context. Sir Roger! <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so 2017. What's What's been happening in 2017? Well, I, I released my album. I remember that. That was, that was good. Um... Freedom Rider. I can't. I can't really remember much of 2017. I hope it was good. <laughs> I hope it was good. Um, I hope it was good for you in particular. Um, but yeah, my memory's like this now. I, I, I actually look in my calendar to see what I did last week in case there's something that you might want to know about. That's how bad my memory is. You just, I just kind of, um, I just kind of live. I'm like a dog. <laughs> I'm like some kind of. Uh, <laughs> I'm like some sort of bemodelled labradoodle. <laughs> I'm just kind of living it now. I don't know what happened yesterday. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow unless I look. <laughs> yeah, just just waiting to eat and <laughs> go out for a walk. A bit of a sleep. That's That's me. I've actually been doing a load of work over the weekend because I've got some plans for the new year. And... Um, I'm trying to put them into action. So that's what I've been doing. Um, like this morning, actually, I got up at quarter to seven and did it. So I haven't had much sleep. Might explain a lot. Um, I haven't had much sleep. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing loads of work. I did loads of work yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try a few little experiments. One of them that I'm wanting to do is to experiment doing a restaurant gig. Because I normally do my own music, don't I? And I, I, I do like doing that. But I wondered what it'd be like to be one of those guys who get paid for kind of being sat in the background of a restaurant, just kind of crooning away. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? You know, some of your favourite covers, the kind of like songs that I don't ever get to do. And I just sit there in the background kind of... Bah, 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 being ambience. <laughs> yeah, call me Mr. Ambience. <laughs> 
So I wouldn't be doing the, the usual stuff. I'd have to do something a bit more gentle, you know. Um, some nice little love song as, as uh, people are romantically eating their food. That'd be, that'd be, I don't know how I'd do that. Does anyone know anyone who's involved in the restaurant trade? Who, uh, who can offer any advice or, you know, I'd only do one a month initially. Just dip the alto in the water, see how it fit, you know, have a little experiment, a little play project. And then every month I'd go along and get paid for kind of going, dooby dooby doo, ba 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 ba, dooby dooby doo, ba 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 dooby dooby doo, ba 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 ba. I'd even learn words. I'd learn words if they if they said they wanted me. <laughs> Although you could do the whole set like that, couldn't you? You know. <laughs> Ba 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 Be like Bing. Be like Bing. It didn't do Bing Crosby any harm, did it? Hey, here's a reference for you. What was I watching the other day? I was watching something the other day that was kind of very old-fashioned. I like kind of old-fashioned stuff. I keep reminding myself to get myself a Lauren Hardy box set. Haven't done it yet. Haven't done it yet. Anyone got a Lauren Hardy box set? Get in touch. I might be able to. Uh, I might be able to offer you a price. Oh, what babble! What babble! I tell you what, I'm going to do. Seeing as I'm podcasting here, do you remember I had like the first season of another podcast over at alanparry.com, my kind of coaching website, and um, I did a blog there where I interviewed all sorts of all sorts. I tell you what, actually, I'm going to find this. Um, because talking about that just reminded me of one of the interviews I did with uh, with a guy called uh, John Lash. I don't know if you remember it at all. It was called From Murder to Nonviolence. Um, let's see. I want to try and find this uh, status that John did because it was really interesting. Now, John, if you... I mean, I recommend going over to alanparry.com and, and finding this thing, Murder to Nonviolence. It's a... It's a really long, in-depth interview with John. And, um, yeah, it, he he shot someone dead at the age of 18 and then served a long, long time in, a, in an American prison. And uh, I did this interview with him, and he, he, he put something on, actually. Uh, I'll get back to the podcast, what I was saying in a minute, but his thoughts on prison are really interesting as a guy who kind of went through it very young and then stayed there his whole his whole life until, what, eight years ago. And he posted this on December the 29th because December the 29th was was the day that he was released from jail um, eight years ago. So this is what John says. Uh, and I think it's... I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about this? Because I think there's a lot of wisdom in it. So he says this. I went to prison on October the 18th, 1985. I was 18 and had no way of knowing that I would be released on December the 29th, 2009, back into this world. The world and I were both changed by time. On the inside, we called it the free world, and we imagined that all of our problems would be solved by being here. That wasn't true, of course, but there's not one thing that's happened in my life since that makes me want to trade it for the very best day I had on the inside. What we think we know about prison is mostly wrong, I think. 
I was on the inside nearly 25 years and still wonder about everything that happened. People on the inside are easy to ignore. Their voices come through faintly to all but the few people who care. I was guilty, am guilty, in a world governed by deservability. I knew that there was nothing I could do to earn my freedom or to make up for what I had done. Instead, I received mercy. My message today is that prisons do not work. They do not make people better. They do not even out wrongdoing. The shoplifter and the killer go to the same place, live the same life, though for different amounts of time. Some few people emerge stronger, but it's not because of the prison. It is in spite of it. Most emerge worse by far. There are better ways of dealing with those we are angry with or whom we fear. There are ways that can make things better and not do more damage. There are times to put people away. I needed to be put away somewhere. I was dangerous. But the putting away should be for the safety of everyone involved. Healing and change come through providing whatever resources and stability people require. Anything beyond that is a waste. So that's the status that John Lash put on his Facebook. I'd love to know your thoughts. And if you want to hear more of the thoughts of John Lash, who has, has got an amazing story about how he how he became a passionate advocate of non-violence, then it's episode 21 of my first series of the podcast over on alanparry.com. And you can get that on Apple Tunes and all the usual stuff. It's just called the Alan Parry Podcast. And it's different to this one. This is the weekend check-in podcast, so don't be jumbling them up. <laughs> but it's a great interview, that. And I'd love to hear what you what you have to say about what, what John put on his status there, as well about the prison system. So that was a bit random. Didn't expect to be talking to you about that. It just came into mind there. But I am going to start doing a second series of the Alan Parry podcast where I interview people. And what I'm looking for, and so this might be you or it might be somebody that you know. I'm looking for somebody who is in some kind of leadership position. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be that you're the chief executive officer of Microsoft. It might be that you're a senior manager within something in the public sector or whatever it happens to be, that you have some leadership position. You might be a CEO, you might be a senior manager, you might just be a manager, you might be an entrepreneur, and so you're you're leading something there. You might be a political leader, you might be a labour movement leader. There's some sort of leadership, you know, a community leader, a church leader. What I'm really interested in is to interview some leaders about the challenges and rewards of leadership. So that's going to be the theme of the second series of my Alan Parry podcast, the one where I do interviews on, the one that's a bit more serious than this one. So if you're interested in that, give me a shout. If you know someone who you think would be interested in that, give me a shout. And if you'd like the idea of being interviewed but don't like the idea of being on a podcast, also give me a shout because I want to do some interviews to form articles as well for alanparry.com. But I'm looking to explore this topic around the challenges and rewards of leadership. So I'd love to talk to you, even if it's off the record. So give me a shout on that. 
Uh, I'm at al at parrysongs.co.uk. And um, coming back to the music stuff, I'm going to be scheduling some studio time in January. In fact, it's something I'm going to need to diarise. So I'm looking to do maybe two or three days a month of studio time and start getting the new album ready. Um, I've already done about four or five tracks, one of which I want to remix, but I want to get back and start and start singing again and start actually making records again for you to listen to. So that's something that's on the horizon. You get all reflective, don't you, at, um, you know, as, as a new year approaches. And in fact, I mentioned, do you remember last, last week I mentioned my process for um, reflecting on the year? Well, I've actually written that up. So if you go to alanparry.com forward slash blog, you'll see that the very first item there on alanparry.com forward slash blog is uh, I've actually written it up and um, what I was talking about. So if you like the idea of of my, of how to review your life that I spoke about on last week's podcast, but you know it's it's kind of feels a bit intangible and you haven't got anything to follow, then go to that alanparry.com forward slash blog and the whole thing is written out step by step so that you can follow it really really easily. So um, give that a go and let's know how that goes. Um, that'd be that that'd be interesting to hear from you. What else did I have to say to you? I've been listening to um, Frankie Boyle's podcast. Now I have my kind of problems with Frankie Boyle a little bit because I think he goes to some to some topics that I I don't really like him going to in his stand up show, and I think for an intellect like like his, uh, I don't think he needs to go there, and I wish he wouldn't on some of them. But that said. I've uh, I've been listening to his podcast. He's he's got a podcast up, which is essentially a collection of his Guardian articles. So I'll just dig this out for you because it's got a stupid name. Well, not a stupid name, just a name that I can't remember. <laughs> Blame the name. <coughs> oh, let's see. I'm gone. I clicked on the wrong thing. Oh, clicked on the wrong thing again. Touch screen phones, eh? Let's see. It's called the Prometheus. But if you just search for Frankie Boyle, where you normally get your your podcast. Now, volume one is just a stand-up show, so you can pass that by. But volume two is a collection of his um <laughs> is a collection of his Guardian articles. And not only are they very incisive, he doesn't get sucked into like the liberal fantasies that many people um get sucked into, you know, around Hillary Clinton and 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 Barack Obama and all that sort of stuff. So he, he can be kind of critical of Trump without being sucked into this you know, the world is really like West Wing and America's trying to do good kind of nonsense. <laughs> but he, he's, I think he's a very good analyst politically, very interesting. But he has some great turns of phrase and I was just exploding in, in kind of high-pitched laughter <laughs> right throughout. You know, like when he he referred to uh, Richard Richard Branson he said he looks like a baboon that's being cast as the lead in a movie about Rolf Harris. <laughs> he said uh, Steve Bannon. <laughs> Steve Bannon had the desperate look of a... Uh, what did he say? <laughs> Steve Bannon looks like he has the desperation of a relegation-haunted Scottish football manager. <laughs> and he described Trump as... Uh, as having the temperament of a mistreated circus animal. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I recommend that. I think it's really interesting. Um, 
And I think because he has no attachment to kind of, you know, any political party and he's derisive of them all. Um, and to, he takes a much broader overview, almost like he's, well, like a comic should do, really, like the outsider looking in, like taking this kind of overview of the situation. Um, and another podcast, actually, that I've really enjoyed in 2017, I think it's the most heartwarming podcast out there. And it's something called Heavyweight. I love this, and it's got a great theme tune as well. So I love it for that reason. Let's see, what's Heavyweight? Now, heavyweight, if I can get you some more information, just one word, heavyweight. And the way it just describes itself is this. It says, maybe you've laid awake imagining how it could have been, how it might yet be, but the moment to act was never right. Well, the moment is here and the podcast making it happen, heavyweight. And it's it's hosted by this, this guy named Jonathan Goldstein. And it says, join Jonathan Goldstein for road trips thorny reunions and difficult conversations as he backpedals his way into the past like a therapist with a time machine. It's a lovely podcast and it's also, he's a very amusing, engaging podcaster as well, Jonathan Goldstein. I think you'll like it. So if you're into your podcasts and haven't come across Heavyweight yet, it's it's the most heartwarming, enjoyable, um, amusing podcast that I've encountered and I, I, I love it to bits. So, uh, so feel free to go and uh, get that into your ears as well. I tell you what I have been doing, and I need some advice on this, folks. So um, get in touch with me on this. I need some help. I've been watching more TV. I'm not really a TV watcher, but I got myself Netflix on a trial, and I decided to keep it. And um, I, what I want to do is I want to watch things that kind of suck you into an engrossing world, but is not premised on extreme violence. I'm finding that, you know, I'll, I'll look at something and I'll think, oh, that looks interesting, I'll go and watch that. And then within about three minutes, someone's getting tortured, sliced, or there's someone lying in a pool of blood who's just been murdered. And I don't know what it is with drama writers, but you do in my head in. You know, there's loads of things that are that have a dramatic pull, other than murder and violence? And and can you not kind of just rule that out and give yourself an artistic constraint to come up with something just as interesting that isn't about just violence? You know, I'm, I, I don't enjoy watching it. And um, the problem is that all the ratings, all the rating systems, they do it in terms of age, not content. So they'll have something as, an, as say, an 18 like, this is just for adults, and you don't know, well, is this just kind of like adult themes, you know, like like sexual stuff? Because um, I don't mind watching that. <laughs> you know, are they, are they saying that because there's just adult themes involved? Or are they saying that because there's violence? And I don't know how to disregard, because... You know, if someone's making knob gags throughout a, a a series, then that might stick it as an 18, mightn't it? Um, but that's okay with me, you know. I don't find two people making love offensive. I find one person killing another person or hurting another person. I don't like watching that, you know. So how on earth is it possible for me to get, before I actually start watching it and wasting time on it, how do I get, because I've not found this out yet, how do I get a reliable way to kind of violence filter what 
what is on um, the likes of Netflix. How do I do it? Um, I would really, really like to know um, some sort of like guide or internet site or something like that where it will tell you um, just how much violence is going to be in a particular show before I watch it. Because I really hate it. I just switch it off straight away. You know, the number of shows where like the opening scenes just being blood on the floor or like within three minutes. I watched this thing and it was just about startups. And I thought, well, that's going to be interesting. It's And that's going to be safe, you know. And within three minutes, there was this guy getting tortured. You know, he had barbed wire around his arms and oh, it was just terrific. And I, I, you, you can't escape it and I don't enjoy watching it. So if anyone knows any reliable or even semi-reliable way to find out what's available, but, but you know, be able to check it against the level of violence in there so I can escape all that crap, then uh, that'd be great. Please tell me. Uh, either leave me a comment or go to al I tell you what I've not done. I've not gone back and... Um, I've not gone and had a little look yet to see if I've got any reader's letters. <laughs> Won't this be disappointing now if there's nothing? I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> Nobody called. Let's see. No. You lousy sods. It's bloody, you know, I'll leave you a podcast on Christmas Eve. I don't get anything. I don't get anything. Well, sod you. Sod you. No wonder I'm doing a bloody talk on loneliness. Hey. Not a single comment. Oh, well. Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> well, that's me done. That's me done with you. I'm done with you. No, I'm not really. I'm not really. I love you, really. I know you've been busy. I know it's been Christmas. I know it's been Christmas. I know it's New Year now, so you still probably won't get back to me, you lousy sod. <laughs> well I think I'm probably done I think I probably am done with you for this week for this year in fact for this year I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do another podcast all year just for that just for that so uh, I hope you have a lovely new year I hope whatever you do whether it's going to bed early <laughs> and having a little kip or whether you're partying into the night or whether you're stuck in watching Jules Holland I'm sure he's on. When I was a kid, it used to be Scottish people in kilts, kind of dancing around. The oddest thing it was. <laughs> now it's Jules Holland, and they probably recorded it in August. But nonetheless, I don't want to. I don't want to break the mystique, the showbiz mystique behind it all. Enjoy the show and all that, <clears throat> and, and and most of all, have a lovely 2018 or 2018, however you want to pronounce it. We never had this problem, did we, in the 1900s? You just say, have a, have a lovely 1987. You didn't say, have a lovely 1987. <laughs> did you? No one said, happy 1987. <laughs> but now it's all 2018. So maybe it should be 2018. What do you think? I don't know. I'm not, what am I asking you for? You don't send any bloody comments in, do you? Hey, what am I asking you for? Hey, bloody tumbleweed.com. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to finish off with the song of the week. Don't know what it is yet, because it's always random, isn't it? Always random, much like the babblings that come out of my head during the 35 minutes previous. So have, have a lovely new year. I'll, I'll see you next year. I will see you next year. Leave me some comments, you miserable sods. <laughs>
and I'll see you in either 2018 or 2018. It's a big controversy. But for now, for this year, I bid you a fond farewell. And I leave you with what is now not only the song of the week, but the song of the year. Happy New Year. My husband and I. <laughs> I always do that when the Queen comes on. My husband and I wish you a happy 2018 or 2018, if that is how you pronounce it. And I hope it is an anise wonderfulness. And here is Alan Perry's Song of the Week. Don't listen too closely. He's a horrible revolutionary, you know. That that wasn't that wasn't the Queen, by the way. If if you're standing up now, because you thought the Queen had come on, it wasn't the Queen. I I apologise. It was me just doing an impression of the Queen, and I know it's really lifelike. I, and I know I shouldn't abuse such such a talent as to impersonate the Queen in this way. But please be seated. Please be seated. It wasn't really her. It was just me. So I, 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 I'm going to go now before I do any more damage. And I'll leave you with the song of the week, stroke year, 2018, stroke 2018. And I bid you a fond farewell. <laughs> Tati, bye! It doesn't matter how much you ask if you can't receive Love will come, but it will leave Doesn't matter how much they throw if you can't catch anyway Love will come, but it won't stay so goodbye Valentine's Day in the flames are burn so quick You gotta learn to make love stick It doesn't matter how much they want you at the start Love will come But it will part doesn't matter how strong it is If you're too weak to hold on Love that's the Will soon be gone So goodbye Valentine's Day In the flames that burn so quick You gotta learn to make love stick No one wants a temper no one wants the years to slip away All of us craving one another Somehow seem to get in love's own way Doesn't matter how hard you reach when your grip is too frail Love will bloom, but it will fail Doesn't matter how far you look if your heart don't seem to see 
love that's there can never be So goodbye Valentine's Day and the flames that burn so quick You gotta learn to make love stick Cause no one wants a temporary lover no one wants the years to slip away All of us are craving one another Somehow seem to get in love's own way So goodbye Valentine's Day And the flames that burn so quick you gotta learn to make love stick You gotta learn to make love stick